It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. We're back again for another week with the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton. And today we're going to talk about the five things that you need to do in order to increase your net worth, right? Uh, last week, we spent some time talking about what is net worth and how do you calculate it? And hopefully you all took some time to dig into your Excel spreadsheets and figure out what assets you have, what liabilities you have. And hopefully you have a clear plan in place to, to get started with the foundation of becoming financially fit. So today... I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, I've been an athlete a lot of my life uh, and there's a lot of things I always say that you can learn being an athlete, the discipline, uh, you know, when you're working out, you're you're always on this journey to try to become more fit. Right. Uh, And everyone wants it to happen the next day. Right. You you, you go and you have this hour workout and you're like, man, I feel great. Uh, that, That was excellent. But then, you know, two, three weeks pass. And you're still not seeing the results, right? And really, it comes down to enjoying that journey, that journey to becoming financially fit or, or becoming fit, right? Uh, the same the same is with becoming financially fit, right? It's not going to happen overnight. But today, we're going to talk about the five things that you must do in order to start down that financially fit journey. Last week, you took the first step. Now, here's step two. So, number one. The first thing that you need to do is you have to stop worrying about what others think, right? And I know that's hard. We live in a society now where Instagram, you see people taking these extravagant trips. You see them driving these extravagant cars. They have the fancy house. And you look at yourself, you're like, I don't have those things, right? That's okay. You have to be comfortable with where your feet are today, right? And have a pathway to what you want to get to. So I'll tell you a little bit about myself in my 20s. You know, we talked a little bit about how I was making $52,000 a year right out of college, right? And I felt like I had an abundance of money. And with that, what happened with that was, you know, I was still in kind of my party phase and all of my friends, they wanted to go and party in Uptown on Friday nights. And then it turned into partying on Saturday nights. And then it turned into Sunday fun day. I'm sure all y'all heard of Sunday fun days, right? So now I've just partied three days out of the week, right? Uh, And spent hundreds of dollars uh, a week, right? 
And that just continued for years after year after year until finally I hit my late 20s and I started to slow down. And I was like, you know, was able to kind of tell my friends like, yo, uh, y'all can go. I'm not really trying to do that. I'm trying to slow down a little bit. So I got myself a dog. Right. I bought myself a dog because I felt if I had a dog, I had something to take care of. Right. I didn't have any kids. Um, and I felt that if I had a dog that he was going to kind of help me slow down because he needed to be taken care of. So I had a puppy, a four month, you a four month old puppy. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I had to attend to his needs and it really did help me slow down. So as I say that, you know, the, the number one thing is you have to stop worrying about what others think about you, right? Um, everyone's always going to have an opinion, whether it's good or bad. Uh, and you have to be able to understand that where you're going sometimes might not be where other people are going, right? And surround yourself around people that think alike, that think like you, but also people that can provide you a different perspective that's a favorable perspective, right? Something that's going to help you down your path, your journey that you're going to. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you have to save an emergency fund. This is the number one downfall for a lot of people when they get into financial distress. They don't have a savings account. So your car breaks down, right? And you don't have a savings, you don't have a savings account to pull from emergency savings account to pull from to be able to pay for, you know, the repairs in your car or something breaks in your home, right? Um, so then what happens? You go and you grab that credit card, you go grab that MasterCard or that Discover card or whatever it may be, and you charge it, right? And sometimes you do have to do that. I, I understand that. But when it becomes a habit, every single time that you have an issue, you turn to a credit card, that's a problem. Or maybe you have some vices, right? Maybe you like nice watches or maybe you like, you know, uh, nice shoes or whatever it may be. Um, having that savings account or something to be able to, to help with, you know, the things that you've budgeted out is helpful, right? Versus going and using that MasterCard to get those new Jordans, right? Um, because all that adds up and the interest is compounding, right? And, and a lot of times people get into this situation with their debt where now it's just cascading right and it's a it's a domino effect you keep purchasing on it keep purchasing on it and you're like okay i'm, I'm just gonna keep paying the minimum paying the minimum and while that's helping your credit score right what you're not realizing is the utilization is continuing to increase and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a few in a, uh probably some future episodes around credit card utilization how you can help your credit score but that is the number one thing you should or number two thing you should have three to six times your monthly expenses in your savings account, okay? So I'll give you an example. If your monthly expenses are $3,000, right? And you need three times that in your savings account, that's $9,000, right? If you need six times that, that's $18,000 you need to have in your savings account, right? So in case you lose your job or God forbid, or something happens, now you have that cushion until you can get that next job, right? Versus, oh, I've lost my job. Now I'm on unemployment, which is okay, right? But now, but sometimes unemployment doesn't cover all those expenses. So now you're turning to credit cards. And now you just uh, increase that kind of downward spiral of, finance, of financial distress. Uh, the number three thing is you need to pay off your debts. 
Now, there's a lot of different people. If you've ever listened to any Dave Ramsey or anything like that, like he'll tell you that uh, your your pathway to financial freedom is being completely debt free. I'm not here to tell you that. Obviously, being completely debt free is awesome because all the money that you're bringing in is all residual, right? And now you have more ability to use that to do other things, which is very important. However, what I will tell you is that while you can go that route of being completely debt free, I always say being able to leverage your debt, right? Um, there's a there's kind of a benchmark that says that your utilization should be between thirty uh, percent or lower, right? Um, of the credit card limit. And what I would tell you is that if you can get to that marker and stay below that, you're in a good place. You're in a you're in a really good place to be able to control your debt. And when I say utilizing and 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 um, utilizing your debt and making it work for you, so I personally have a Southwest airline card. And what I do with it is I pay for everything that I would normally pay for on a monthly basis. So whether that is my car note or whether that is um, sometimes even my my home, my, when I was renting my rent, whatever my rent was, I would pay on that. And what that allowed me to do is then I would pay it off that month, pay it off in full. So then my credit card was back down to zero. But what I was doing is I was increasing my flight miles, right? So I know I like to travel. So now I have flyer miles to be able to fly wherever I want. I haven't paid for a flight in about four or five years now. Um, and that's one way that you can utilize and make debt work for you, right? Make those credit cards work for you without putting yourself into uh, a financial distress situation where your credit cards are increasing your liabilities like we talked about with your net worth, right? Um, the fourth thing is really taking time to learn how to invest. Um, and I'm not going to delve too deep into, you know, the strategies around investing. I think that we can talk about some of the things that I've done on future episodes. But uh, when it comes to investing, it's so important, right? It's so important. We talked about in the in the last episode around if I had taken that same $500 that I was paying on that new brand new car that I bought, right? And I was putting that into some investment vehicle that was returning 7%. And I showed you all what that would have done, what the compound would have been over that five years that I was paying that loan. Uh, investing is such a powerful vehicle. So if there's a 401k that you have, you know, every single year you get a raise most times, right? If you're performing, you should be increasing that by 1% every year. No problem. Increase it. You'll never see it, right? You increase that by 1%, you'll never know that it even came out of your paycheck. But then, Fast forward 20, 30, 40 years down the line, when you come to retirement, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't really know that my money was growing this way. Out of sight, out of mind, right? Um, you know, the other thing, too, is really, really learning how to get into the stock game, right? Um, a lot of people are weary of the stock market, but what we always know is the stock market always returns money, right? Whether it's down now or it'll be up in the future. Um, we also talk should talk about, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, your 401k or your Roth or things like that, whether it's tax deferred or if you're paying um, taxes later when you're pulling the money out of the retirement account. And then, like I said, we'll delve deeper into those things later in some other episodes. 
but really investing is a is another vehicle to really help propel you to financial fitness. Um, and the last one I want to talk about is, and this is this is obviously, you know, one of the most important ones that I think that a lot of people put um, to the wayside, and that's having fun, right? You need to have fun. You know, you work hard, you work your nine to five. Sometimes you're even working more than 40 hours, depending on what your job is. And a lot of people get into this financial fitness journey and they're like so focused on like, I want to increase my savings. I want to increase my investment accounts. I want to be able to buy that new house. I want to do all these things. All of that is great. You should do those things, right? But you also have to remember that you cannot forget to live, okay? You have to live because it, there's been so many people that have gone about trying to increase their financial freedom and they forget to live and they're like, oh, I'll live, you know, when I get to 55, 60 and my kids are out the house and me and my wife are travel or me and my husband are travel. And then they get into some health issue and then they never get to enjoy it. So, you have to remember to always try to find times to have fun too and enjoy your hard work as you're still getting the financial fitness on your fitness journey, right? Um, and that's that's a piece that people forget. So I hope that those five things that we talked about today will at least give you some insights into some, you know, kind of high level things that you should be working on or, or thinking about. We're obviously going to delve deeper into what it means to save, uh, what it means to pay off debt, what it means to invest, and how that impacts your net worth. You know, we're going to talk about how you should budget monthly, right, to understand where you are, what your expenses are, what are your sunk costs, right? Uh, for those that don't understand what sunk costs are, those are things that you're going to have to pay regardless, that are going to be gone, So, right? So your mortgage, you have to live somewhere, right? So I believe that that's sunk costs, right? Um in most cases, you have you need a vehicle. You need something that's reliable to get you to A and B, right? And uh, I believe those are sunk costs as well. Now, some people like to take the bus or ride the light rail or ride their bike, and that's fine too. So maybe it isn't a sunk cost for you, but I don't like to do those things, right? So um, I hope that this helped you in some way. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, it's not about how much money you make. The power is in how much money you keep. Once again, thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Andre Creighton, and this is the Financially Fit Podcast. I'll see y'all next Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner, but my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, 
ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Every business has a story. Maybe yours is just starting out. Maybe you've reached a turning point. Or maybe you feel like you're ready for your next chapter. Work with a banker who understands the resources, expertise, and innovative thinking that it takes to make your business success story a reality. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. When it comes to deciding what gets recycled or what doesn't, you don't have to be confused. Ramsey County makes it easy to drop off the right items at the right locations without a lot of extra work. And it's free. Um, yard waste. Check. Household hazardous waste? You bet. Food scraps? Those too. Unwanted medicine? We take it. Old electronics? Bring them by. Household recycling? You know it. Learn what items you can dispose of and wear at RamseyRecycles.com because in Ramsey County, recycling is for everyone. At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at GeneralMills.com forward slash racial equity.